Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, final hour of power right here on a Tuesday afternoon. Good to have you with us. The DOC in the house for the remainder. Doc, before we get back to the calls, again, Jay Gruden going to join us at 3.30. Lots to discuss there, obviously. Uh, Doc, I wanted to bounce this off of you and get your thoughts. Uh, Mark Pinnell, I believe is how you say his last name, uh, at mpinnell81 on Twitter, uh, with a good tweet, I I think, at Russellmania621, at Rick Doc Walker, uh, at Mr. uh, Underscore Me93 in the radio station at Team 980. He said, uh, and I didn't think about this, a not-so-insignificant change. He's able to comfortably, meaning Adam Peters, he's able to comfortably call his boss by his first name in public. There was no Mr. Harris that I heard. It was Josh. Is that a big deal to you after years and years and years of Mr. Snyder? Well, I heard that that was a self-imposed request that Dan put out I never I never knew that never said it to me I I mean it I have a certain category that is reserved for priest pastor rabbi it damn sure never had Dan in it yeah. <laughs> and so I never I never understood that but he every hey look to each his own you you meaning you never had to call Dan Mr. Snyder of I course. couldn't no 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 yeah this Dan yeah See, that was the same thing for me, too. And I didn't win a Super Bowl like you did. You know, I did nothing. I I just was a loudmouth in the building. But I never called him Mr. Snyder. I just called him Dan. Mm -hmm. You know? No, if it was a formal event and I was at it somewhere or giving him something, I mean, that'd be different. But it was a casual. I Mm -hmm. I never heard. I heard that happen. I heard some crazy things that people have also. I don't know this to be true. That they were told not to look at him directly. Yeah. I know yeah. eye contact. I don't know that to be true or not. Yep. Heard but that I heard too. all kind of crazy yeah. things. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the point I guess that Mark brings, whether that was all true or not or whatever, I mean, even Ron Rivera, when he was introduced, you know, Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder, Mr. Snyder, all that stuff. Fine. I mean, it's, it's good to be respectful and all that stuff. Uh, the bottom line is, is I didn't hear it. Maybe I missed it. But as Mark points out, again, Adam Peters is like, yeah, when I met with Josh, da 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 da, da you know, whatever. Okay, so that's one thing. And then uh, our buddy Ben Conti at Fat Poet Ten said, "quote The most beautiful thing of the uh, of this presser, no trophies being on display, ownership 
standing behind the brand. Uh, again, I, I, I only watched the video of it, and it was a close-up video of Adam Peters and Josh Harris. Uh, I didn't see the trophies, nor did I w- was I looking for them. And obviously, you know, we're we're not there. Um, does that tell you anything that if they didn't have the trophies out there, which they almost normally do for you know big events like this, does that tell you anything or not really? Because for me, I would say you know, listen, you always want to pay homage to what you guys were a part of and what you all did. And I say you all, you were a part of that. Um, respectfully, but I I do think there has been too much of a, a lean on the past over the last 12, 13, 14 years, whatever it might be, because of how bad the recent past has been. Is that yeah, fair? I, I think that they were smart not to lean on anything because it's not about the past. Yeah. It's about the future. Yeah. And I think that was that was smart. If they were advised to do it, if it was planned, I don't know. But you also shouldn't be ashamed of them because that's what it's all about. Right. No, that's true. That's true. I think that's important to understand why we play is to win one of those. And because we've done that and won AFC, I mean, excuse me, NFC championships, but right now, no one can remember anything other than being in last place over and over again. So I think being humble and just getting to work would be the best thing you could ever do. And having, you know, I want to know when the first, well, and probably be months from now, when you can bring in undrafted free agents or tryouts. I think I'd be doing everything on earth to try to get talent to come out. And mm-hmm. to me, that's the way to go. Because this notion that it's the first round or bust is ridiculous. And that's what gets you on these problems. Yeah. Because I saw Bobby Beffitt do it with duct tape. Mm-hmm. These people have to be put right in front of it and still they blind as a bat. So don't get me on this personnel thing. Let's just have a nice day. You, you know, uh, just one more quick note on, on that, Doc. Um, you know, I, I was talking about this on Friday because, you know, of course we – we found out, um, you know, maybe an hour and a half or so before, um, you know, before the uh, before the show on Friday that Adam Peters was going to take over, which, again, was largely expected. There, I mean, everybody knows that they swung and missed badly on Trey Lance. Uh, a lot of people think that was only a Kyle Shanahan decision. I mean, listen, Adam Peters is his right-hand man. Not John Lynch, as far as I know. Adam Peters was his right-hand man. Adam Peters was involved in that decision. How much, I don't know exactly. He ran their draft. There's no chance that Adam Peters didn't have some, quite honestly, some stench on him from that trade. And I I was also talking about this, and somebody brought it up. Their first two first-round picks in the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Adam Peters era in San Francisco was Solomon Thomas – and Reuben Foster. But what they also did, while those two guys ultimately were failures, and they were both first-round picks in that first year of 2017, they also moved down from number two to number three, one spot, and, and, and snookered the Bears to give them a bunch of picks in exchange for Mitch Trubisky or to move up that one spot. 
And I think that really helped them. And when you hit home runs like they did in the middle rounds of the draft, kind of like what you were talking about, like guy, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe not just, you know, the guys that have all the the headlines and, you know, whatever. When you hit the amount of home runs that they hit in the later rounds of the the Fred Werders and the Dre Greenlaws and obviously Brock Purdy, everybody knows, you know, um, the the safety, uh, uh, I forgot his name, Ufanaga or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, that got hurt. I mean, they picked him up in the sixth round. Doc, that's how you build a championship team. That's how you build a championship team because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, especially, and, and, and it could turn out, that they make a mistake at number two overall, and it could hurt real short term, and maybe it hurts long term. But if you may, if you hit home runs in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, and even undrafted free agents like you were kind of mentioning, you can overcome the mistakes that you make with those high value picks. And but even more importantly, is making the pick, then having the right assistant coach in that room. Yeah that helps you develop. Joe Gibbs' staff had – now, he outworked everybody, first of all. The head guy was the best guy. That's the benefit of hiring the right head coach Mm -hmm. because the right head coach is not a conscientious observer. He's first in, last out, harder working guy. That's what I know. But you also got to get your room to improve. The secondary room, their production is un- you can't it's unforgivable. What they did to this poor kid, they what linebacker. I mean, we just got to face the fact that people didn't get better at their positions. That's your responsibility. Not only to draft them, then when you get them here, develop them so mm-hmm. they get better. Inexcusable. So now that that's over. You got to get teachers. The head coach highly important, but the assistant coaches are equally as important. You just can't do the 4-H club or bring your neighbors in. You got to get the best you can get your hands on mm-hmm. so they can help develop the talent. Otherwise, you flatline. Let me ask you this, Doug. Um when specific to that, Clearly, they had a bunch of bad draft picks around here. First rounder, second rounder, you know, I mean, all rounds. But in their first year, the Rivera, Kyle Smith, and I, I emphasize Kyle Smith uh, element uh, or part of the equation in 2020, they drafted Cam Curl and James Smith Williams in the seventh round, in, in that same seventh round. And both of those guys developed into more than useful pieces. I mean, James Smith-Williams is a rotational defensive end. Don't anybody get any, you know, don't get anybody construed with him being a superstar or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But Cam Curl is a more than bona fide, versatile safety. So those two guys developed, but others did not develop, depending on the round and year that they were picked in. Why do you think that is? Is that coaching not being able to get to them, or is that those players just weren't good enough and they were overvalued or they just couldn't make the necessary adjustments to the NFL speed and physicality? Well, they've had a number. Losing teams end up having um, a lot of turnover in their coaching staffs. 
And I remember that year you're talking about, because when Kyle was here, you talking about the Kyle Smith that worked for Doug Williams. Yes. Okay. So they picked up uh, the two defensive tackles in that run. But when they had to, to change over in staff, don't forget how many members of the staff were terminated or, or moved on. And who got better? What was the worst coach position? And not today, but one day you could go by and look at the individual rooms, secondary linebackers and D-line, and, and you could see who didn't develop. Did you get what? Who was a surprise? Or did they flatline? Mm-hmm. Just so evident looking at the last two games, we bring in a tackle, hadn't played all year, and the guy played his butt off. So you you don't – it's not even worth the time to waste the time to go back and do a deep dive over the number of errors that were made by this group because I don't want to waste my time and I'll get angry again. That's fair. But That's all fair. I'm saying is that don't take it for granted. Assistant coaches have a – they're working with the player, your investment, hand by hand. They might as well be like a parent. We put way too much emphasis on the generals and not the sergeants at arm. The people that are actually spending the amount of time with you in film study and tablet and, and rehearsing over and over and over. So when a position goes to hell in a bag, trust me, it'll go back to whoever the hell was the coach. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, let's grab a call or two here, uh, and then we'll get a couple more on the other side. And Jay Gruden will join us at 3.30 uh, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You'll hear exclusively from Jay. Um, for those of you uh, aware of what's been going on on social media over the last uh, 24 hours or so. Let's get to Mark in Virginia has been on hold the longest. Mark, thanks for being patient. How are you? Thank you, Chris. It's always a pleasure to talk to the hardest working man in sports talk My radio. Guy, Mark in Springfield. How are you, pal? I cannot wait to hear what Jay Gruden has to say. Yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, you know, I've, I've given this a lot of thought and I've, you know, I'm not an expert here, but I've been listening to all the talk over the last month or so. And the, there were a couple of things that stand out to me. Number one, if you're a great offensive assistant, then somebody's going to be looking at you to be a head coach. So the great offensive assistants are always going to be drafted the next year and going to become hot, and they're going to leave the team they're with. So it seems to me if you have an offensive head coach who's able to game plan with a very good offensive coordinator, then you're a leg up because that head coach is going to be there for the next good offensive coordinator who comes in. Second thing is I've heard Ben Johnson from the people in Detroit being described as not just – a good coordinator and a smart coordinator, but I've heard the word brilliant being used over and over again from the people in Detroit. I think I would rather have a brilliant offensive head coach than just a very good offensive head coach. Because I think if you take a brilliant offensive head coach along with a very good defensive coordinator, I'd rather put 40 points up on the board every time than trying to rely on holding the other team to 17 points and winning 20 to 17. So the only person I've really heard that fits that descri- description, the guy in Texas has been described as very good, but I've had nobody that I've heard call him brilliant. So I'm in favor of the BJ from Detroit, as the first caller mentioned. 
And I think that that is, I think that is the best choice overall. And, and I tell you, thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, as always, oh boy, Doc. There's going to be lots of jokes, lots of jokes to be had. Um, Essex, leave it up to Essex. Doug, uh, we, you know, we didn't touch on this, so just spend a moment on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben Johnson was great in the first half. That Lions offense just tore Raheem Morris's Rams defense to shreds in the first half. They didn't do anything in the second half, really. I mean, they had one long field goal drive, and then the pass at the end on the uh, on the in cut slant uh, to Amon Ross St. Brown, which essentially iced the game. They only had 86 yards of offense in the second half. So kudos to Raheem and the Rams' defense for making adjustments. Um, but it was a really impressive display by Ben Johnson and that Lions def- uh, offense uh, running the ball and a lot of passes around the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, a lot of coordinators try and do that, Doc. A, a lot of coordinators say, man, you know, if I, I've, you know, short passing game, get the ball out of the hands, let people make mistakes, uh, you know, moves in space, force defenders into tricky situations. You know what you got to have that this team has not had in a long time, maybe since Kirk Cousins was here? You have to have a quarterback that's good and accurate in that area. And, and it sounds crazy that not everyone is good in that area, short passing, swing screens, slants, that type of thing. I, I, I say this all the time, Doc, and I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I really don't think this team has had a good quarterback since – you know, in that in that specific area around the line of scrimmage and maybe five to seven yards north of the line of scrimmage since Kirk was here. Not just Agreed. a good quarterback overall, but a quarterback that's really good in that area. And I'm talking about, like, accuracy, ball location, uh, hitting the right guy in the right space so that he doesn't have to turn back, reach up, reach, you know, all over the place. Even Taylor Heineke was not good at that. Well, Kirk still is good at it. In his pre-snap, it's also his accuracy. And not everybody has that gift. The two quarterbacks, Slowick and we're talking about, these both guys they have in common is that they have first-round draft picks at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to impress me, you know, take Purdy or take Heineke or take somebody like that, and then you really get me, sell me. They got ones that they're working with, and they're getting the best out of them. But they're first-round draft picks. Yeah. It's hard, man. It is hard. And Jay will tell you when he comes on, that's the whole thing. Can you master that and teach it and get them to get it? Because not all of them see it. Most of them can't are blind as a bat. They can't read. The, they don't even have any idea what you're talking about. But you got to wait through that. Right. Not the case where you're talking about and the thing about Strout that's so impressive is that he's an infant doing it. What's going on in Green Bay and Houston are mind-boggling because mm-hmm. they're infants. Hell, golf is already – it looks like he's been there forever. Yeah. But they're number ones. So, you know, it just depends on what you're looking for. I could take them either way, seen them all. I saw Jerry Rome work on the – the smartest guy I've ever seen – it's Joe Gibbs who assigned Jerry Rome to two players or three players and spent two hours per day with them on a separate field. He understood the value of developing quarterbacks. I haven't seen anybody else do it. 
That's the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. I am merely the rooster, Chris Russell, along with Matty Ice on the other side of the glass. More of your calls coming up. And Jay Gruden, just about 10, let's call it about 12 minutes away, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Doc, you want to rip through a couple of these phone calls here before uh, Jay Gruden? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's get to um, – uh, where are we going here? Uh, um, let's go to uh, Dwayne and Frederick uh, next up on the Team 980. Dwayne, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing, man? What's up, Bruce? What's up, uh, What's up, What's up Dwayne? Man? All right, so I just want to make a quick point. I noticed that um, the way they went about – Firing the old coach, I thought that was um, respectful, and I think that changed the entire trajectory of the organization because me as a fan just sitting back and looking at it, I felt good knowing that they treated this man with dignity and respect, and I don't think they would have got this new GM if they had went out and fired this man, would say, two months left in the season or whatever may have been left when everyone was calling for his job. I'm going to take the rest of the um, – sit back and just listen to what you guys have to say about that. Yeah, it's a good point, Dwayne. Thanks. Uh, it's what I tried to mention during the season, and some people loudly disagreed, uh, that, you know, look, um, Ron Rivera had many faults, and there's no doubt that you have to move on, and nobody's going to say otherwise. You know, but having some dignity in the process, having some respect in the process – I think was something that was very important to the Josh to Josh and and his ownership group to not be a bunch of piranhas, to not be a bunch of fanboys, to not be a bunch of sharks in the water. And I think they handled it right. Um, you know, others can disagree, uh, but I think they handled it right. It has nothing to do with Ron Rivera being a nice guy, but I do think it sent a message to Dwayne's point, Doc, that this is not a place that you're going to be like fired if you have a, a you know a four or five game losing streak or, or or whatever 
or if things just don't go your way and there's going to be a, a David Tepper, you know, waiting for you um, with a pink slip. I'm not saying that won't ever happen, but it's very unlikely, I would say, to happen moving forward. And I think that gives people like Adam Peters and whoever the new head coach is going to be some level of comfort that they didn't see that happen with this new ownership group. Well, I think it's just a matter of whatever your opinion is. It's not mine. I think it was brilliant that they wanted to ensure getting the second pick in the draft. And it was brilliant. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it was brilliant. Too. And That's I fair. did not like it and was not for it. But in the end, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Because I would have, it would have no way in the hell I would have suffered through seven weeks of disappointment yeah. and embarrassment and agony and driving, dragging my fan base through it. But they were brilliant in the fact they looked at the long game. How else can you assure that you wouldn't win another game and you'd get the second pick? And if it ends up being a generational talent at quarterback, I tip my hat to him. That's fair. That's fair because they could have easily, I guess, gone to the enemy or even before firing Del Rio, they could have gone to him. Or Yeah, he would have lit it up just yeah. like happened in Oakland. Yeah, You yeah. could have gotten two more wins out of this group just by emotion. Yeah. Because they fair. were flat most of the time. That's fair. Because uh, when to- you're being oh. operated and you led by a corpse, mm-hmm. then everybody's flatlining. Yeah. So I put EB in that position. They w- He would have got two more, just like happened in Oakland. Guys are human. And when you've been dealing with this flat, no emotional environment, and all of a sudden the guy comes in and gets your adrenaline pumping, you will perform. But th- those guys are genius. And it worked out that well. They got number two pick. Yep, no doubt. Let's get to uh, Robert and Reston uh, quickly here. What's up, Robert? How are you? Hey, I just want to say that um, we really have to look towards the players, especially on defense. A lot of those players on defense that we had, you know, just they don't belong here. So, you know, on offense we have the talent. We just have to figure out how to use that talent that we have. On the, our running backs are good. Our receivers are good. Our tight ends are good. We just got to figure out how to use them better. And so, you know, hopefully that's where those coaches will come in. But on defense, we need talent. That's all I got to say. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you. I mean, Doc. Uh, Adam Peters did say, look, they have some cornerstone pieces, but they got a lot of work to do. He ain't lying. I mean, some of those cornerstone pieces on defense, some of them, two of them, Cam Curl, Kendall Fuller, if you would consider those cornerstone pieces, are free agents. Jonathan Allen, some people think he wants out. Some people think he should be out. You may only have one cornerstone piece that's still here under contract and in uniform, and that's Deron Payne. Right? What else do you have? Yeah, you know, it, it is with the right people in front of the same guys, I could give you better results. The, you know how many times we came back in and said the team was flat? Yeah. So I'm not going to judge these guys. They're, they, these, they're, they're young men making an enormous amount of money, and when you pay somebody and their belly is full – you got to really go after them to get them going. That's why EB was <laughs> – they're just not ready for it. Kansas City's ready for him again. Mm-hmm. They're begging for him. You know why? 
because they understand how hard it is to win and how hard it is to be jacked up all the time. It's not natural. You got to have a renter. That's why you got to have a guy calling porcupines. You got to have a jerk in there to mix things up to get it going. Never played on a staff that didn't have one. Don't even know how it's possible mm-hmm. to be so damn casual and be in last place. I don't get it. I mm-hmm. never did understand it. Uh, Thank cert- God that's yeah. over. Certainly different eras and, and, and society as a whole has changed a lot. And uh, I guess it's harder and harder nowadays from what I know in society and what I know even in football society to be a jerk, as as you alluded to. That's uh, Rick Doc Walker. I'm Chris Russell. Quick trending alert. And then Jay Gruden joins us. Yes, of course, we will ask about the Twitter beef between he, Robert Griffin, and Brian Mitchell. And as well, we'll talk about the wild card weekend and Adam Peters as the new general manager. Yeah, all of that to come with the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden, moments away right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, uh, Pete Carmichael is out as Saints offensive coordinator, and there's been plenty of rumors that John Gruden, Jay's brother, might be taking a role with New Orleans. We'll see what's up with that as well. Meanwhile, Jason Kelsey said to retire from the Philadelphia Eagles after a all-pro career That ultimately ended with one Super Bowl title and an appearance in another last night appears to be his final game. Caps back home tonight for the Anaheim Ducks. Darcy Kemper going to start and goal. Alex Ovechkin, who's missed the last two games, is a game-time decision. Listen to it on the fans starting at 6.45 and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, along with the DOC, I am the Rooster. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon, and let's not waste any time. Let's bring in the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, our guy Jay Gruden, at coach underscore Jay Gruden, as he joins us right here on the VetQL guest hotline. Uh, We'll get the read for you in a second uh, here. But, Jay, good to have you aboard as always. Thank you for doing this. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Hey, You're... Coach, what the hell are you doing starting fights, man? <laughs> What's up, Doc? I haven't heard from you in a long time. <laughs> man, I, I can't tell you, man, said, Jade, and your boy B. Mitchell going at it. They in a steel cage match, and I go, what? I, I don't said, know what I did to B. Mitch. He's never, he's never liked me before, so I don't know what I did to him, but, uh, yeah, I have to reply a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, how about Doc throwing haymakers right off the top rope to you, Jay? <laughs> hey, man, me yeah, and Jay yeah, go yeah. way back. At least, wait, wait a second, you, t- you two guys got fan. along, right? Or or, or am, I, am I missing oh, yeah. something here, too? Okay. Yeah. I just want to make well, sure. I just want to make sure. Um, all right, well, all right. 
So on the uh, let, let me read this on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax. Your F one fifty headquarters, Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. So with all due respect to uh, B. Mitch and all that stuff, uh, it really kind of started with an innocuous comment of, hey, man, like, uh, you know, like, the Eagles better do some production stuff with Jalen Hurts here, you know, and you were like, well, you know, like, uh, you know, you would never kind of put a quarterback in that position. Uh, And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, loosely here. Uh, And then Robert Griffin III jumps in, uh, and he's like, you know, uh, really? Um, and, And then that started this whole thing. Were you surprised how much traction this got, Jay? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of new to this Twitter thing, so I didn't really understand it, don't really understand it, but uh, yeah, it was kind of neat, I guess. It's kinda, it might need to be trending in a weird way, I guess. <laughs> but I just couldn't take it, man. I was watching the Eagle game, and, and uh, golly, it's like you could see it a mile away. These guys are blitzing. They had free runners all over the place, and I felt bad for Jalen. Um, you know, I, I know that my quarterback's got sacked, too. Alex Smith got hurt, and right. Robert got sacked a few times. I understand that, but I just feel like we had a, at least a plan for it. Now, if the tackle gets beat, I understand. The guard gets beat up the middle, that's one thing. But to have so many free runners was just uh, mind-boggling. Right. I, I just wanted to follow up with, with one thing on, on the RG3 thing. Like, you guys had an exchange, and you were like, I think, uh, rhetorically, like, you weren't prepared, Robert. You know, like, meaning, I, you, you you know, he. I guess he was claiming that he was not – prepared or whatever to handle pass rush blitz all that stuff and you're kind of like asking that question you're not accusing him of being prepared and he said quote you told me you didn't know how to coach a quarterback who could throw and run like me so it looks like you weren't prepared Jay uh your res- I-, I-, I mean that's not how I remembered it but I your response to that I mean did you tell him that you didn't know how to coach him uh, no, I, I don't think it's that hard to coach a quarterback who can run and throw. I mean, that's what quarterbacks are supposed to do, I believe. Last time I checked, you want a guy that can throw, and then if he can run, that's a bonus. Yeah, but but <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess doubling down just on on that because I think this is fascinating. Like, not to keep continue to relive this, but everybody knows that you you guys didn't necessarily. Uh, I guess in the end, work, work work out together, right? I mean, you thought yeah, you obviously. could maybe fix him when you took the job. I assume that was part of the interview process because that's part of the reason, if not the reason, why Mike and Kyle Shanahan got fired. Like, ultimately, like, as you look back now, 10 years, nine years later, whatever it is, I mean, do you, do you guys both – I mean, do you look at it as, hey, man, I could have done better and certainly he could have done better, or do you look at it as – you know, if, if Robert did something differently, we could have had success together. Well, you always look back and wish you could have done things better. You know, I wish I could have lasted longer in D.C. But, you know, Robert, you know, the reason I kept Sean McVay on staff, he's a great coach, obviously, was we tried to tie in a lot of the things that Kyle and Mike did, Mike Shanahan did, when Robert had success as a rookie. So we did uh, adjust uh, my style of coaching to a guy that could run. It just didn't work out. Kirk was just the better player. I mean, everybody saw it in practice. You didn't have to – you know, you don't have to be a, a, a expert analysis of football talent to realize that Kirk was a player, and he's proven that right. over his career that he right. was a better player. That's all. It had nothing to do with uh, dislike for Robert or anything like that. I tried to get Robert to – we started him. We did the best we could with Robert. But as time went on, it just became clear to everybody in the building, not just me, to Sean, to everybody else, uh, you know, everybody, uh, that uh, Kirk was a better player. That's all. It has nothing to do with anything else. 
Doc? Well, I've been on the sidelines and seeing in the end zone is so clear as to who can see coverage and who can't. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand yeah, that. I mean, this I'm is just, something. Yeah. It was uh, as a process for Rob. Robert went to Baylor, which he had an unbelievable career. I get it. Their playbook was a little different. You know, there wasn't like an NFL or uh, you know the spread out quarterback playbook where you had to read defense. This is more of a single read type deal, and he had a lot of success doing it. And he could run. And then his rookie year, Kyle did an unbelievable job putting in some zone reads that nobody had really prepared for. You know, with the tight ends coming back across and bluffing the end and going up mm-hmm. the field, and he had great success doing that. And then he got injured, wanted to become more of a pocket passer, and that just doesn't happen overnight for a for a kid with his experience playing uh, quarterback. You know, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of time and. And Kirk was a lot more honed in on, uh, on the drop-back passing game and, and was a better player, so we went with Kirk. That's all. Huh. Jay Gruden is with us uh, on the VetQL guest hotline. Interesting exchange, of course, if you missed it all, uh, with uh, Robert Griffin III uh, and, um, uh, of course, Brian Mitchell uh, on uh, Twitter and X last night. You can follow Jay uh, if you want this kind of entertainment and insight and <laughs> At coach. Well, I'm not going to be entertaining like that all the time now. I hear I'm you. Pretty, I hear time, you. Time off. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably that's probably good for uh, that's probably good for your blood pressure, Jay. You know. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! But, I didn't know. I, I started reading the comments. Boy, you get destroyed in those things. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I mean, I'm experience. It, you know, this is what happens when you actually like when you defend coaches like I do for a living. Uh, and I know I sometimes a little hard on you, and I appreciate you not killing me. Uh, but you know when you defend coach, man, people think coaches. You coaches are Satan people. I mean, you guys destroy people, uh, and that's uh, you know basically unfortunate uh, part of social media. But you can follow Jay at Coach underscore Jay Gruden at Coach underscore Jay Gruden. All right, um, I want to move on. I mean, I've got a you know million other questions I can ask you, uh, but we got to talk some football. Uh, Adam Peters was announced and introduced to the media earlier today as the new GM of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I don't know if you know Adam uh, at, at all, but I, I, you and I have not talked since he became the general manager. I know we discussed it in some form uh, last week, but what do you think of the fit? And, um, and and I guess, you know, can 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 it all work now with Dan and Bruce and the meddling fingers out of the way? Yeah, I think it's a good hire. Uh, you know, like you look at the way San Fran built their franchise with some free agents and through the draft. They missed on a quarterback, but they hit on Brock Purdy in the seventh round or sixth round or whenever it was. But you look at their roster from top to bottom; it's probably the strongest, if not it's probably the strongest in the NFL. So you want a guy from that staff and kind of how they did it. Now it's important for him to get a coach that he can work with and a guy that he knows and can trust and uh, work together. I don't know if they want to hire a guy that has total say. I think. The GM should have say in personnel and a coach and coach right now at this stage, unless they hire a guy like Bill Belichick or somebody a little bit older. But uh, it's going to be a critical hire, obviously. Probably want an offensive guy to go with that number two pick and grow together because if they hit on that number two pick, these guys will be around for a long time. This head coach and this GM will be around for a long, long time. And it's very important. This is the most important pick in this franchise's history, in my opinion, uh, moving forward. You know, speaking of the most important pick, you looked out at Houston. Were you surprised at all? I didn't. I didn't recall your quarterback breakdown on Stroud. Is what you thought? I have never been a big fan of guys coming out of Columbus at quarterback using the cue cards and and everybody's wide open because they have all the five stars. But against Georgia, 
he got my attention. And mm-hmm. were you surprised at how easy he's made this look recently? Oh, for sure. I'd be lying if you I, if I said that this guy is a slam dunk okay, cool. player that's going to lead his team it's to the CJ playoffs. They, they had the number two pick in the draft. Now, they had a lot of holes on that team, Now, not just the quarterback. They were not very good on defense. And what D'Amico Ryan has done with that defense is, is, is unbelievable. And then C.J. coming in with the poise that he has, he, he lost Tank Dell. They lost Robert Woods for a couple games and Noah Brown. And he's still lighting people up. And then that playoff game against Cleveland, who's – arguably one of the better defenses in the league. That was just a clinic. I mean, he was he was 18 for 21, and he had a drop. Dalton Schultz dropped another 40-yarder. So this guy, you know, I could not predict that. But when you watched him in college, the one thing that he had, I used to call it, is effortless accuracy. I mean, he just throws the ball where he wants it, how he wants it, with touch, with velocity, uh, over the top, underneath, uh, great arm angles, uh, just great poise in the pocket. He feels rush. He avoids it. Uh, just a great all-around prospect, but uh, predicted he have this much success, this much success this early. I'd be lying if I said so. Jay Gruden is with us on the BetQL guest hotline. Um, so the Cowboys, Jay, losing and getting demolished by Matt Lafleur, uh, and you guys obviously didn't cross over, but Joe Barry was your defensive coordinator there. I mean, of course, it's stunning, but. Is there any way we could have seen this coming with how good Jordan Love was down the stretch and and the kind of success LaFleur and that staff has had, or were you just blindsided by that as well? Uh, blindsided, for sure. You know, I, I figured that Jordan Love would have some success against that defense, especially running the football, but the way he's throwing the ball right now is, is just unbelievable. Uh, Dallas' defense is, is really little, and uh, they just get pushed around a lot by bigger teams, and that's what Green Bay did. And then that play actions open up. The one thing you don't want to give Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and uh, some of these good coaches is first down success. If you have first down success running the ball, then you get a litany of bootlegs and play passes, and that's what they did to take advantage of it. And then defensively, they got a couple critical turnovers, got a huge lead, and uh, Dak made two really poor decisions. The one he threw to Jair Alexander should have gone to C.D. Lamb right over the top of him, mm-hmm. and the other one should have gone to the shallow cross right in front of him. He just made two bad decisions, which cost him uh, points, and then they just could never recover. Shane Steichen, did you know that he was a difference maker? Uh, no, I, I don't even know Shane. I don't even know his background, really. But he obviously okay. uh, had a lot to do with that Philadelphia offense. Cause they don't, they don't yeah, totally no, I'm blown away. Here. They lose two coordinators yeah, yeah. and go right in the toilet. Yeah, yeah they, they look totally different on both sides of the ball. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Defensively, you thought they'd be pretty good because they had – you know, Fletcher Cox, they drafted Jalen Carter. They had Hassan Reddick, and they got sweat out there, and they had some big guys up front. They just uh, have not got the pass rush needed. They've had horrible linebacking play, and the secondary has been really, really, really poor. So uh, just very surprising the way the Eagles have played the last eight weeks. Um, yeah, no doubt. Do you think Sirianni's going to get fired there? I have no idea. You never know in the NFL. You go to the Super Bowl one year, you get fired the next. Yeah. It's a crazy business. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way they look the last eight games. I think there is some doubt there that he could get fired or he may, he, he may just because of the way they look like they just tanked it on both sides of the ball. And yeah. They just didn't really have an identity. They couldn't really throw it. And Jalen took a major step back the last month of the year. And that's, that's the most scary thing when your franchise quarterback plays that poorly uh, in critical, critical times. Yeah. Not a good look. Uh, last one for you, Jay. And I got a million questions for you, but uh, we'll, we'll just keep it. We'll wrap it up here. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know what you can say, if you can say anything at all, but the, the Saints fired their offensive coordinator and part of their staff. There's been a lot of rumors attached to your brother potentially landing a role there. Uh, do you think John might be about to get back into the NFL in some capacity? I don't know. John loves football. I know that. He loves Derek Carr. So there's obviously that connection right there. But I know John's got a lot going on right now. And I personally don't see John working for anybody. I think John would be his own boss if he got back in. But uh, you never know with him. He, he loves football and he loves Derek. And it would be a good fit for him down there in New Orleans. But uh, I think it's a long shot. But you never know. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that uh, solves that. Maybe Jay Gruden will become the offensive coordinator for Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints. How about them apples? No, huh? Jay will go to Dallas. <laughs> oh, Jay's going to go to Dallas. Oh, that burned this fan base. Oh, my God, Jay. If you start <laughs> if you go to uh, Dallas. Fan base probably celebrate because they do. They could probably beat us. They think I'm terrible. You know, I'm a terrible human. But, uh, yes. yeah. Um, Tell but, Jerry I said hi. But could you, yeah. Doc, Doc, could you imagine if Jay goes to Dallas in some capacity and uh, Dak Prescott wins a Super Bowl, and uh, they started hanging 40 on people. How much Jay's going to be public enemy number one? That would be fun to coach Dak and CD, though. They're, they're pretty yeah. good. They just had a, that's right. Just had Three a offensive linemen all pro. Yeah, sign me up. Oh, that's great. That's great. Jay, thanks for doing this. You're a good dude. And, thanks, uh, Jay. You know, uh, keep all it right. interesting on Twitter is what I would say. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Appreciate Thank it. That's uh, Jay Gruden, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins. On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling. All home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. All right. Dumb Dumb of the Day, Doc. We will wrap up the show next on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, Doc, let's finish up strong with a little uh, dum-dum of the day action. I have a question for you before Matty Ice fires the sounder. Have you ever owned a hamster? That would be negative. Ooh, okay. Well, I have, uh, and poor little guy um, has, you know, saw better days and uh, didn't last uh, very long, and I probably didn't know how to take care of it. But this lady, oh, she's special. She knew exactly what to do. It's time for Dum Dum of the Day. So, Doc, you've never owned a hamster, but nope. um, a lady in uh, uh, in, in London, uh, Jess Porter Langston, Langston, uh, I guess, uh, told the Kennedy News what she decided to do with her hamster that died. Okay. Well, she took him to the taxidermy office near her home. Shelled out more than $200 for Hammy, as she likes to uh, call him, uh, and stuffed him and immortalized him. The thing that she did then decided to do was she decided to put him on a stripper pole and have miniature dollar bills and a hot pink thong what? included in the presentation of the now dead and stuffed hamster. Saucy in a good way. <laughs> so so when I first saw this story and Matt sent it to me uh, via the New York Post and Kennedy News, I thought she was a stripper. It turns out that she's not even a stripper. She's just like, you know, just a lady. 
uh, but she needed an emotional support hamster uh, during her formative years uh, in her 20s after moving to London. And I'm seeing pictures. And again, the dead hamster is on a stripper pole with a base with dollar bills all over that. And again, a pink thong. Oh, my good goodness gracious. <laughs> Boy, boy, if <laughs> Doc, if you if you saw a dead hamster on a stripper pole, what would you do? I would know that I'm in the wrong establishment. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, the poor little hamster. I mean, I, I listen. I guess this is a way to immortalize him. Um, he was three years old uh, when he passed away, of old age. When did he die up? Uh, they just said of old age in his sleep. Okay. Um, you know, they don't last very long, so I guess three years is is kind of long. But, man, $220 to uh, stuff the hamster, immortalize it, and then uh, make a make a stripper out of it. That's a pretty pretty unique uh, combination. Some people are weird, but they're, they're human beings, and they're allowed to do whatever they want to do. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, I've lost pets, and uh, I'm not stuffing and immortalizing them. Certainly not as strippers. Doc, always a pleasure. Uh, great to be with you, uh, and you. Uh, look forward to it as always, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, Ice. All right, that's the DOC. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Rick Doc Walker. Listen X. to him. Oh, I'm sorry, X. I'm not it, on Twitter. <laughs> and you're not a physician either. <laughs> Listen to him on the Team 980 at 106.7 The Fan and go check him out on X at Rick Doc Walker and as well on Instagram. Thanks to Matty Ice. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Uh, you heard from Adam Peters. Thanks for all your calls. Craig Hoffman coming up next. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 1. Adios. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.